It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome inside the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. John Ledger to FanRag Sports, NDT Scouting, Pro Football Weekly, along with Trevor Sykema, PewterReport.com, who covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Trev, the Inside the War Room Locked On NFL Draft mock draft rolls on. We got the Steelers, we got the Steelers on the board, and this is my team, obviously, so I had to pick somebody that I knew was going to represent really well, one of the most knowledgeable guys I know about the NFL in general, Matt Williamson, at Williamson NFL on Twitter. Make sure you give him a follow. Check out his new site, WilliamsonFootball.com. Obviously does things with Steelers Nation Radio as well. Locked on NFL, our colleague over there. Matt, how's things going with the new site, man? Thanks for taking some time. Things are going real well. It's Good. slow but sure. It's mm-hmm. a subscription site. But I'm pumping out the state of the Packers, state of the Steelers. Mm -hmm. And it's the best work I've ever done, to be very honest with you. I've been doing this almost 20 years now. And I urge everyone to pay for this month, read all those state of, they're 2,000 words each, and then make a decision from there. Spend six bucks. Absolutely. Do it. Do it. It's really good stuff. Matt knows the NFL as well as anybody I know. Uh, when we, we did a podcast well, for a year together, Matt, and it was always yeah. enlightening, always enlightening. So great to have you on the show, Matt. Uh, let's talk about the Steelers, though. I mean, this is a team that's so close. There's there's not a lot of holes. You know, the roster, it's very close to complete. They go out, they get John Bostick and Morgan Burnett, guys that are good filler pieces, but still probably some holes at both those spots. Where do you see the biggest holes being on the Steelers roster that they should address with some of their first picks? Yeah, I really like the Burnett signing. The Bostick signing is a very Steelers-like move so that if they were lining up Sunday, they could put out a respectable Mm -hmm. unit. But he's not the answer. You know, I mean, he's a Band-Aid. And I really think they need to find an athletic second-level defender. Although I think we could see more big nickel, you know, with a guy like Burnett near the line of scrimmage or if they draft a strong safety that can run and get the Vince Williams and Bostick's off the field. Um, I also think Sutton could move to free safety. I think that's a very real possibility, Cam mm-hmm. Sutton. Yep. And that could alleviate that problem as well. So there's answers, you know, without going to the draft. On the offensive side of the ball, I absolutely think this is Le'Veon Bell's last year. And I know he's a wonderful story, but I don't trust Connor as a number two. Mm-hmm. Maybe I will a year from now, but I absolutely think running back needs to be addressed to some degree, either as a number two or a future Bell replacement. Yeah, John and I have kind of talked about that a little bit, how the Steelers have kind of dug themselves into a hole doing this thing with Le'Veon Bell, and mm-hmm. it's probably going to be his last year in Pittsburgh because of it. So I guess I'll just stay on the offensive side. You know, obviously, Ben Roethlisberger, a uh, very established quarterback, but he's getting up there in age. Um, you've got to start thinking about the future there. Obviously, Antonio Brown's focal point with the offense, but then, like you said, it, I mean, if Bell's going to be gone next year, uh, what can they do for this offense in this draft to make sure that they're going to be well-equipped for some of these guys moving on, whether it's Bell next year or Roethlisberger in a couple of years? Do you think there's going to be moves in this draft that kind of play to the future in that respect? Um, yes and no. I really think a year from now is when they address the quarterback situation, and okay. I think that's the ideal time to do it. I know what you know for the, this exercise. I'm acting as the GM, and I know it's kind of a moot point. But if Lamar Jackson were there at 28, I would run that one to the podium. I don't know if they agree with me. I just yeah. I would do that in a heartbeat. Okay. Um, and then on the other side, I know he's off the board too. But if Geis were there at 28, yeah, I, I would sit there on the phone with those teams picking early second. You know, Denver, Indy, Tampa, 
all those teams that could maybe use a running back and say, hey, give me your second, you know, give me the 38th pick in the draft. Right. I'll give you Lev Bell. I'll take Geis at 28, and then I'll take a defensive player 10 picks later. So those are really the only two offensive things I would consider doing with that first-round pick. Yeah, it is interesting because the Steelers, you look at the offensive side of the ball, and they're you know, pretty much across the board, like you said. They're, they're pretty pretty set. I mean, there's future questions, you know, future behind Bell, future behind Ben, but – you know, future Foster Brian as Brian. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, I don't think he'll be back. The starting right, guard, right. But he's a guard. Uh, so what about what about tight end? Uh, you know, this is Vance McDonald comes over. He was hurt most of the year. He looked really good, though. I mean, when he played, he looked great. He looked like he could be the answer. Jesse James isn't the answer, but he's a filler guy. Xavier Grimble actually had his best season last year. I mean, in a small role as your tight end three, but. Is this a position that the Steelers could surprise at and take a tight end, maybe even the first tight end off the board in the first round? I really don't think so. Um, I'm lower on Jesse James than the general public is. I'm a little higher on Grimble, and I'm much higher on McDonald. And I just think he's a real difference maker. I think they're twirling their mustache on the back room going, I can't believe we got this guy for nothing. We just need to keep him on the field. Um, But along those lines, John, I mean – I don't think Martavis Bryant's going to be back. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you're looking at next year's depth target receiver and saying it might just be Juju and A.B. Right, right. There's definitely could yeah. be a need there, I feel like, at receiver. Probably not in the first round, though, right? You see that more of a second and round They develop target? them well. Right. Yeah, I'm thinking like a third-round guy. if he, Like Juju last year. Right. Like I think they had a first-round grade on Juju. They couldn't believe he was still there. They right. picked him. Right. So I guess just going to an overall uh, consensus with some of these prospects, who are – outside of some of the, the maybe the needs that you've already made, like who are the specific guys? Are there specific guys that you know that would be targets for the Steelers in the first round, like any names that pop out that they would love to get their hands on? I know you just you you said the quarterback earlier if they had a chance to get um, one of the guys they really like. But outside of that, either offense or defense, what, what are some of the guys that, um, even on this mock draft, if they've already been picked with the guys that we talked about, who yeah, are some I- of the names that the Steelers are looking at? And 10 minutes or so ago, I just grabbed the notebook and wrote down names that, and without you guys telling me who had gone. Right. And I kind of prioritized these six names from one to six. Lamar Jackson, Geis, with a little asterisk by it, like mm-hmm. only if I can trade Bell. Evans from Bama. Van Der Esch, Reed, the safety. Harrison, the safety. And they're all kind of different, but those all four of those defensive guys would help the middle of the field mm-hmm. defense, overall athleticism. You can move people around. Um, Bates was another consideration. I just think it's too early at 28 yeah. for him. Good man. And one other need, just one other need I just want to mention, though, too, is outside linebacker is far from set, too. I mean, I yeah. am not a Dupree fan. There's not much behind him. I don't know that Dupree will be back next year. They don't ask those guys to rush the passer, but kind of because they're not good at it. Right. Yeah, it's <laughs> you know? it, you're, It's a great point because, you know, how many teams are successful at getting to the quarterback consistently? I know the Steelers led the league in sacks last year, but is that sustainable? When, I mean, they turned out like, what, 20 against in the two games against the Browns? So it's kind right. of a deceiving number a little bit. But, you know, is that sustainable without great edge pass rush? And I don't think you have any depth there. You know, Chicolo, he's a guy. Oh. You know, he's not going to get to the quarterback. Watt may eventually be that guy. I think at this point, three years into Dupree, I, I, I would be surprised if he becomes a good 1v1 pass rusher. Don't you think – do you think a guy like Josh Sweat could – you know, I mean, I don't think Davenport's here, but do you think a guy like Josh Sweat could factor into the team's thought process in the first round? Maybe. Um, you know, to just kind of cut to the chase, 
I'm going to take Evans. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask you this, John. Right. I know he's a different type of player, but is he a better pass rusher right now than Dupree? I think he is. <laughs> he might be, right? He might be. They might be able to use him in a double role. That's kind of why I was leaning that direction. Like, if him and Van Der Escher on the board, I wanted Evans because as he learns second-level pass defense and those things, I might have him scream off the edge like Bama mm-hmm. did. Right. I mean, it, a versatile usage is definitely something that could be in store for Evans. Now, let me ask you this. The Steelers need a guy who can cover, and Evans did have some coverage responsibilities at Alabama, but not a lot of man-to-man, which isn't unusual for a college linebacker, I don't think. I love Evans. You know that I love Evans. But mm-hmm. I know that the questions exist around Evans. Can he cover? Can he fill that kind of a role? I'm not saying he's going to do everything Ryan Chazier did, but do you see this guy as skill set-wise, who can somebody who can build up to doing a lot of what Chazier did and making a similar type of impact? Not to that degree as a space player, for sure, playing in reverse, all those things. But I do think he's an explosive athlete, and I don't know that he'd be asked to do those things immediately. I mean, like I said, he can rush off the edge. I think you could play a lot of safeties on the field in the meantime. Mm -hmm. You can live with the Bostics and Williams as he learns. So I think a year from now, he might be, you know, that role, maybe not to that degree, you know, and mixing some interior pass rush and those type of things too but i mean i don't know that anyone's replacing shazier right no it's a good point yeah that's so i mean i I would love it if it happens i would love Rashawn evans in pittsburgh because the the violent mentality the way that he plays football it's all really good stuff it's all pittsburgh and like you said there's other ways you're getting three safeties on the field i think that's might be the direction they could be going anyway with bringing burnett on a guy that's really versatile could basically play linebacker for you know i think that does a lot of different things where you don't have to find somebody with the you know elite athleticism and skill set of Ryan Chazier. So pick makes a lot of sense for sure. Matt Williamson, ladies and gentlemen, at Williamson NFL on Twitter. Give him a One more question for you stuff. if you don't yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah, go for it. The outside linebacker from Georgia, Carter, the mm-hmm. super freak. Yes. Any thoughts on him being that guy, you know, that the rush him off the edge, let him learn coverage, maybe some Anthony Barr-like traits? Mm-hmm. You know that. I don't love it, but it just yeah. kind of dawned on me is maybe he can be a project and help you in ways in the meantime. I don't love it either, but man, you, yeah. I think you might be right that you know they fits the profile, athletic, raw. They don't care about how developed you are. This they don't care if you're a good football player. And they took right. Dupree in the first round. They don't care right. about how developed you are. So yeah, I mean, I I would be shocked if he isn't on their radar at least. Um, no, whether will he be the pick? I don't know. Um, I would sure hope they could at least trade back. I mean, he. I have a fourth round grade on the guy, so I would be beside yeah, myself. But he doesn't just—he just doesn't do anything on tape. But I mean, it, obviously, <laughs> his profile is terrific, you know. So developmentally, there could be something there. But I don't know. It's kind of a scary thought. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not on my list, but it just kind right. of dawned on me if he could do a lot of things. Yep. And boy, they love spark guys. Yeah, you know? uh, don't they? You know, <laughs> I love them to be able to play at the same level that they test, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe someday. But uh, he is Matt Williamson, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at Williamson NFL. Rashawn Evans, the pick for the Steelers. Matt, thanks so much for taking some time out of your busy schedule and talking Steelers draft with us. Anytime, fellas. Take care. You too. Thanks, Matt. Matt Williamson, there he goes, ladies and gentlemen, the Jacksonville Jaguars on the board next. Excited for that pick. We are close to wrapping things up four picks away. Until then, you keep it locked right here on Locked On NFL Draft. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.